From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'm going to get it. Because I, 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 been waiting all night. It's game time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Now from the Alan Samuels Studios, here's Tom Barfield, Ward White, and Ryan Fox. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome into Thursday. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. You know what today is? Game day. It is game day for the Waco Lions, and we'll have the broadcast right here on ESPN Central Texas at 6.30 tonight. Uh, Ward White, how are you this morning? Outstanding. Y- you packed? You ready to go? Outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fresh shirt. Is it, do you, like, I mean, is it ironed? I mean, you, when he comes in here on Friday, good morning, Ryan. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. When, when, when Ward comes in on Friday now, it, it, you don't know if he's going to broadcast a game or coach a game. He yeah, is, exactly. He's, he's got the, the, the new coaching shoes and uh, slacks and, I mean, press shirt and looks a lot like Tom Landry's wearing the, the fedora and, and got a tie on. And, I mean, it's it's a business trip for, for Ward. There's no question. Decked out. I'm telling you. Well, anyway, we're off and running. Glad to have you with us just after 7 o'clock. As we always do on Thursday mornings, let's say good morning to Mike Gray. Mike, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm fantastic, guys. Football Thursday Wow, excited time. Yep, we uh, we got high school football tonight and uh, tomorrow night, so good stuff. Hey, what's happening at the Humane Society? What's what's going on? Um, you know, we are um, uh, uh, doing free adoption still. Um, we had kind of a, a really cool story. Uh, we had a dog named Biscuit, um, and, you know, pretty much every day um, – we're getting a list of dogs that are. are hang on, cool. hang on. I, I, I you, now you, you piqued my interest. <laughs> biscuit. What kind of dog was Biscuit? Don't tell me a biscuit. Chihuahua because I'll crack up. No, uh, no it was it, it was a pit bull. Um, okay. And um, you know, every day we get it. It seems like we get a list of three or four dogs that they're possibly going to euthanize uh, for for you know um, to open up kennels and. Uh, Biscuit had just gotten there. He came in on bike quarantine, unfortunately. Him and I think four other dogs got into a fight, and when they were breaking the fight up, uh, somebody got bit, and they're not sure what dog bit somebody or what dog didn't bite somebody, but old Biscuit got thrown in that mix. Um, and, man, I tell you, he was just terrified at the shelter. He wouldn't really walk or anything, and and um, just cute as could be. Uh, ended up getting him neutered a couple weeks ago, uh, and then he got adopted. And it's just a really cool story when you see a dog that's like on this list to be, you know, about to be euthanized. And then all of a sudden they're, they find their home. You know, it's like, it's like all the small little things that you do uh, kind of work together and build off each other and get a dog adopted. Um, just like, you know, football, you know, every, you never, no details too small and, and nobody's job is, is not, you know, it was too small either. It's like everybody's kind of dependent on on everything else, and so it's just kind of cool when you see all the, you know, the the machine working how it's supposed to work. It's just it's a it's a really cool thing to see. Well, that's great. I was just curious: was biscuit like a biscuit shy of a hundred pounds or something? Or <laughs> <laughs> that's what got me going. I'm like, okay, now this dog is he, me and him can relate. <laughs> no. 
No, he, uh, he, he was, I mean, he was a, probably maybe a little, maybe had a one or two, two mini biscuits, but he was, I mean, he was just <laughs> super, super cute, man. You should have seen this dog. He just, he just would roll over on his back and just like want you to love on him. Um, and so he's a, wait, a I'm awesome telling dog. you, me and this dog relate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Tom, next time, uh, uh, if, if biscuit ever makes a, a, a return visit to, Say hi to people. I'll make sure I give you some pictures of them and, and send them over to you. I got to tell you, I think that's a great name, by the way. I, 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 what a great name for a dog. Biscuit. Yeah. All right. Yes, sir. What else is happening? Um, so we have uh, a bunch of uh, events that are about to be upcoming. We're about to start picking up, doing a bunch of more um, um, off-site events. We have the uh, – it's called a Wolf Stock at Baylor. Uh, this coming up Thursday, so this next Thursday we'll we'll be at Baylor with the adoption event up there. Um, then we have um, uh, uh, an event uh, at Brotherwell Brewing. We're doing our our top dog wrestling show out there, and so Hang that on. should be so, exciting. So we we got Wolf Stock, and then we got a wrestling event. Yeah, we're doing we're doing big things. Um, <laughs> And so uh, it should be a whole lot of fun. The the, the wrestling event is going to be top dog. That's going to be October 7th um, at 7. Um, and it is you get in free admission with uh, any sort of pet donation. So that could be a, a can of dog food. It could be a blanket. It could be whatever. It's going to be family-friendly um, entertainment. Um, so it should be a whole lot of, a lot of fun to see. Uh, and then the last weekend of this month, uh, the Saturday, I think it's the 24th. We will. There's a car show uh, going on in uh, China Spring that we will be have the adoption trailer at, um, and uh, it should be a whole lot of fun up there as well. What are the uh, What are the numbers like right now? Seriously. Seriously, we are. Uh, like I said earlier, we. Or, I mean, we're literally getting a list of, of four or five dogs every single day that we're having to like sweat over and try to get somewhere. And we're over 200 dogs. Mm. Um, and it's, it's, it's a constant, um, like around two o'clock in the afternoon, we're just waiting for a list to come over to us. So we know, you know what we got to do. And so people are, are awesome. They, and they keep coming in and, and helping us. And, you know, but we just, we just got to figure out some way to stop the, the problem. You know, you can, you can keep patching the hole, but I mean, eventually you gotta you gotta figure out what's what's making the hole, so you don't have to keep patching it. So it's it's just we gotta um, somehow figure out some way to slow down these intake numbers. All right, for adoption or for fostering, uh, how do they go? What's the process so they can get started today? Yes, sir. You come on down uh, eleven to six, um, Monday through Friday. Um, if you have a dog, bring it with you. We'll walk you through the kennels, show you the dogs. Um, and like I said, we're doing free adoptions right now. Super, super easy. Um, come on by and check them out. That's at the Humane Society. What's that address? 2032 Circle Road. All right, Mike. Thanks. Have a, have a great day. Thank you guys. All right. So they, uh, there you go. They need, uh, they need fostering and they need adoption and, uh, 200s way too many. Yeah. Way, way too many. And you know, this is the first time that he's really seriously talked about, the list and we don't even want to get into that but uh the uh, humane society could certainly use your help all right uh 707 this is game time here on espn central texas tom and ward and ryan and we're glad you're with us and all right right out of the box let's i thought we would be done talking about realignment and expansion and conference movement but 
Uh, recently, Brett Yormark, the uh, new Big 12 commissioner guys, visited uh, the Cincinnati, and he he talked about it, and he he made it very clear that uh, he would like to go west, head west. Uh, and he he talked about being in that fourth time zone, obviously with uh, the uh, with West Virginia and with uh, UCF and Cincinnati coming. Uh, there's, there's the East time zone all, you know, and then there's all the teams in the, in the central time zone. BYU is going to add the mountain time zone next year. So what's left the West time zone, the Pacific time zone. Uh, and, and he talked about wanting to get out West. Now here, here's the thing that I brought up this morning. We were just chit chatting, uh, this morning. Ward, there is no way I think. This just in my opinion. I have no knowledge of any of this, but in my opinion, there's no way that Brett Yormark just throws that out, throws that out casually. I don't think he would say, you know, I, let's let's just go west. There's got to be a plan in place. There's got to be some targets, if you will. There's got to be something going on. I, I don't think that just came up in a casual conversation. I know I may be dead wrong. It may have. He may have just said that just to be saying that, just to spark a little interest in the Big 12 nationally. But man, oh man, does he doesn't seem like a guy, and we're we're still trying to get to know him, but he doesn't seem like a guy that would just casually drop that tidbit. I wouldn't think so. I mean, I'm sure that there's – I, I don't know who they are, but I'm sure that there's a couple of teams that, you know, he has in mind, like you say. And so maybe he is dangling the bait out there. I don't know if he's had any conversation with any of them, um, but he might have. There's obviously some interest there, or he wouldn't even put that out there. I mean, he's not just trying to say, hey, look at, look at the Big 12. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't think that there's – any need to do that at this point. So, I mean, that you know that there's already expansion coming in, but he he wants to find a way to, to solidify this conference and, and make it even more relevant when the team of 12 shows up and, and, and you have a chance to get in the playoffs. He wants to be in that conversation on a – on a weekly basis, and one way to do that is to add a couple of quality teams. Now, I mean, I don't know, I don't know if that's Oregon, I don't know if that's Washington, but you would think that those are the two big targets that you would want to try to get in the Big Twelve. Well, uh, in, in this report, it says, you know, in in just that in the past, it has been reported that as many as six programs have uh, been discussed: Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Utah, Oregon. In Washington, could it be all six? Could it be four of the six? Could it be? Th- I mean, you know, we're we're thinking in terms of a couple of schools, but heck, could it be all of them? It, I mean, it could be. I don't know. I my feelings on that is I would take Oregon and Washington and tell everybody else, thank you very much, and be done with it. But I mean, if you want to, you want to add all six and divide it up into into two west and east. Yeah, e- mm-hmm. you know, into two different conferences, you could do that. The only thing I, for me with Arizona and Arizona State, it gives you Phoenix and Tucson. 
pretty good television markets. Yeah. And, you know, and I think it's eyeballs and potential eyeballs. Yeah, but is anybody watching them because they're so bad? Probably not. But again, a lot of it has to do with potential. I, I get I, it. I, yeah. I, I, I understand what you're saying. Here's what he said. He said, obviously going out west is where I would like to go. Entering the fourth time zone, uh, fourth time zone, a program that has national recognition, one that competes at a, at the highest level in basketball and football, stands for the right things, is a good cultural fit for the league. So, there you go. Is there one that doesn't fit that criteria? I mean, you know, right now, I'd say Colorado doesn't fit that criteria. Colorado doesn't. To me, Arizona, Arizona State, I don't. I mean, Arizona in basketball is has been good the last few years, so maybe that. Um, I don't. I I don't know. I I really don't. I I think if you're you know going to push all your chips in, you go for all six of them and just say, hey, we're we're going to be a package deal. Yeah, we're going to be a big boy league, and I know some of these aren't aren't up to par yet, but maybe they will be. You drag them kicking and screaming, huh? Yeah. No, I'm with you. Uh, if it were me, you know, uh, that's what I would do. I would attack all six. And that puts an elimination to one pack 12. But yeah, oh, yeah, it's done. Yeah, that's I mean, that's what I do uh, as as we know it. But you know what? I mean, things are changing. And I, I just found it interesting that the 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 I just <laughs> again, Maybe I'm reading way too much into this, but I I don't think you just casually bring that up to reporters or whoever he brought it up to. I, I mean, I don't yeah. think you just casually have that conversation. Ah, you know, we'd like to have, you know, go out west. Maybe one day sometime, you know. No, I think I think if you drop that, then the the plan's in place. Now, whether the plan gets executed or not, who knows? Yeah, I don't know. You know. That's a wait-and-see kind of deal. And, and again, I, I have no knowledge of who he's talked to or, or anything or what, or what he was thinking when this, when, when this quote came up. Mm-hmm. But I just when I first saw that, I went, that's my initial thought was, you know, don't overreact. But that, that quote wasn't just casually dropped. He, he doesn't – I mean, I don't think he does that. It may, you know, and, again, we're getting to know him. He's brand new. Uh, we met him for the first time in July at the Big 12 Media Days and, and had a chance to talk to him. And, I, again, I liked where he was going. It's a different vision for the conference. It's uh, you know different thought process for the conference. He doesn't have a lot of X's and O's experience, but, man, does he have marketing and PR and, and event, event experience. And maybe that's where we are. And that's why I think he's perfect to negotiate the TV deal. Perfect. So we'll see. All right. I just wanted to get uh, get you. Ryan, what do you think? Uh, did he just throw that out there? Or was is he thinking long term? And does he have a plan in place? Again, I'm with y'all. I don't think he would make a public statement like that unless, you know, something was brewing, you know, behind the scenes or whatever. I, I think I think he's talking with some schools out west i think he's talking to multiple schools out west and i think he just had this quote publicly stated as pretty much just a teaser as for something to come 
All right, if you got a, a thought, we'd love to hear from you on the CNC Collision Center text line, 254-662-1660, 254-662-1660. That gets us out of the box and off and running. It is 7-15. Your first word in sports is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Ward, I, I, I look out the window. Did you get any rain, by the way, last night? Uh, I didn't where I was at, but it, when I came back to town, it looked like it it rained. Oh, that's right. You were doing the coaches show down in Temple. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was, uh, believe it or not, I was, um, my wife and I had run uh, down the road just a little bit. Uh, my, uh, my, my niece held a little birthday party for my mom and for my brother. They both celebrate birthdays uh, in the next few days. So we, we did that last night. And by the time I got back, uh, looked i mean the roads were wet and the grass was i'm like yeah we got rain so another batch of rain well needed i mean i mean any kind of rain is rain well needed right now so uh do we have more coming is there more in the forecast no there's not any in the forecast right now sunny highs near 91 northeast winds 5 to 10 tonight for thursday night football for the waco lines mostly clear lows down around 70 east to southeast winds 5 to 10 miles per hour this weekend, sunny and clear skies, highs in the 90s, lows in the 60s coming up for the weekend. How about that? High wow. right now. Did you say six, six, the number six? Yeah, tomorrow night we could get down to, uh, now it's not deep into the 60s, but tomorrow night, how about 69 degrees? I'd take it. Absolutely. Nice. Currently 70. 70 degrees right now. Mm-hmm. That's it? That's it. Wow. I'm, I'm liking that's, that. What it says. There you go. The 070. It is a 717. Stay with us. There is more to come. Baylor and BYU conversation. And that's coming up next here on ESPN Central Texas. Waco Lions football on ESPN Central Texas. The Lions host the Granberry Pirates in a district opener this Thursday night. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join Johnny Toos and me this Thursday as the Lions take on Granberry, presented by Bird Coach at Ford. Our coverage of Lions football begins at 6.30 with the pregame show, the kickoff, and all the action at 7 o'clock. It's Waco and Granberry, presented by Bird Coach and Ford on ESPN Central Texas. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge Checking and Savings accounts to earn interest or cash back. With five convenient locations and an award-winning mobile app, banking has never been easier. TFNB Your Bank for Life. Member FDIC. And a lot of people, when they come in, they'll say, I'm usually much more active, but since I've been in pain, I've had to limit the activities I'm doing. You're listening to Janelle, an arch support specialist at the Good Feet Store. The next step is getting them in the right arch supports. After walking around with the arch supports, they'll feel much freer and lighter. Our goal is to have that long-term change for them to make sure that they're continuing to notice a difference in their life. Try them for yourself with a free fitting at the Good Feet Store. Good Feet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. You're invited to experience the best carnival in Central Texas at the Heart of Texas Fair and Rodeo this October. Grab the whole family and enjoy the games, thrill rides, and all your fair food favorites. Don't miss the opportunity to make memories that will last a lifetime. Purchase a fun pass at your local participating Sefco convenience stores for even more fun and excitement. Each one includes gated missions and unlimited carnival rides each day of the fair, only $75. Visit hotfair.com today for more information. 
Kitchen. What does home look like to you? Do you think of curling up on the couch and binge watching your favorite shows? Cooking a gourmet meal in your well-appointed kitchen? Hosting a party in your backyard by the swimming pool? Then let Regency Park Properties show you the way home. With over 35 years combined in real estate experience, let John and Ellen Derrick help you discover your next home. Call them today at 254-777-8510. That's 254-777-8510. Regency Park Properties in Waco. Your one stop for all your farm and ranch supplies is Barn None Country Store. And when it's time to buy feed for all your animals, they're the official Purina dealer. Barn None Country Store also stocks lawn and garden supplies, outdoor furniture, ag hardware, Yeti products, and Circle E and Tyler candles. Go by and say hello to Paula, Chelsea, and the gang at Barn None Country Store, located at 7991 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. And check them out online at barnuncountrystore.com. What's up, guys? This is Tori down at Harley-Davidson of Waco. With gas prices booming, you deserve to get your knees in the breeze and save some cash. With record-breaking numbers the past few months to make waves, we need your help to keep up this momentum. Whether it's purchasing your very first Harley-Davidson motorcycle or getting rid of your third old bike in the garage, we would love to have your business. Be cautious of the heat outside, but take advantage of the heat inside with these smoking hot deals, y'all. Trade it in, take it home, or turn it over. This is only the beginning at Harley-Davidson of Waco, or you'll never ride alone. The Lorena Athletic Association meets the first Monday of each month and they invite all supporters of the Leopards and Lady Leopards to become members and attend the meetings. Each year, all volunteer Lorena Athletic Association awards college scholarships to deserving Lorena ISD graduating senior student athletes. They also provide needed items each year from the high school and junior high coaches wishes list. The Lorena Athletic Association is seeking volunteers to work concession stands at home sporting events. Call Lorena High School for more information or check them out on Facebook. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. It's 721. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. We are in the Allen Samuel studio. We're glad you're with us here this morning. Uh, we're going to get to uh, Baylor and BYU in just a moment. But right now, we're going to go to the uh, CNC Collision Center text line. And uh, from the 903, uh, here's the uh, here's a couple of questions. If the Pac-12 folds, what happens to the Rose Bowl and all that surrounds it? Well, I don't think anything happens to the Rose Bowl. I think they continue. Though in non-championship years, you know, when they're not hosting a semifinal or a final, though I think they'll go find another conference affiliate to play the Big Ten. In the years that they are uh, – Ward a uh, semifinal stadium or a final stadium, it just continues to be just that. Uh, and and that, so that that I think you continue to incorporate the Rose Bowl in all of that uh, in all the playoff system. I would hope so. Yeah, I'd hate to see that one go away. The granddaddy of them all is not leaving. I mean, and it is not being excluded. It you know I, I look at the Rose Bowl and you might you guys may disagree, but I look at the Rose Bowl. And, I, and the Rose Bowl, to me, is kind of like Notre Dame is to college football. I mean, it has its own little set of rules because you're not going you're, you're to exclude them for any, any reason whatsoever. Notre Dame is going to be included in everything. The Rose mm-hmm. Bowl is going to be included in everything. They are. I would think. That's the granddaddy. And, the, you know, that's just the way it is. Now, the, the, the follow-up to the question, how, how do you think the new playoff system affects the current bowls? Well, uh, I, I think the current bowls will be 
you know, playoff locations. Uh, and those that are not, they'll continue to uh, play their games mm-hmm. just as they, they always have with teams that are not in the playoffs. But the the other – here's the thing you got to remember is that it's not just about hosting that game in that particular city. It's about content – for the television networks, and in particular, let's be honest, it's ESPN. I mean, ESPN, uh, well, you know, they're underwriting a lot of this stuff, and, and th- this is programming content for them, you know, during the during the Christmas you know, break, you know, where a lot of people are off, and, 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 you know, there's a lot of downtime during the Christmas holidays, and, you know, you start, in, you know, what, about December the 15th or 16th, somewhere in that neighborhood, and you run, you know, through uh, through through New Year's and, and even a week deeper now with the with the playoff system. It It is about, in my opinion, content for ESPN. So I don't think those bowl games were going anywhere. I wouldn't think so. I mean, there's just – there's so many of them now, and there's mm-hmm. so many of them now for a reason, or, or they would have already disappeared. It, right. You know, they're not – Filling the the bleachers by any stretch of the imagination in some of those bowl games, so it, it's certainly not about. Now, some of it is commerce for for those towns. They do get a little commerce, but they don't. It's not a, a blowout for them uh, in most cases. So it it has to be exactly what you're saying a an a, a venture for ESPN. Fox, whoever has has rights to that bowl game, to be able to have content for their for their programming during the holidays, and I mean a college football game. I don't care who's playing is gonna out outdo reruns of whatever you like. It's just gonna, that's just the way it is. Young Sheldon, okay, all right, <laughs> it's gonna just outdo I'd throw that. that out there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just came to my mind. <laughs> but you're right. I mean, people are going to watch when you're sitting around the house. and or it's going to be in the background. It's going to mm-hmm. be on. It's going to be on. And, and that's that's what ESPN wants. They want it on. Mm-hmm. And, and you're right. Sometimes it costs the, the schools money to go to these bowl games. Instead of making money, it costs them a little money. Uh, but they go because it's a reward and, and all that kind of stuff. Well, but it's, it's also it, a recruiting tool. It is, and it's marketing for your program. Hey, look, that university is getting their name mentioned for three and a half hours on national television. Mm-hmm. Don't think that that doesn't play because it does. And so nothing's going to happen. And, and again, heck, man, they have a hard time sometimes, some years, finding qualified teams, and they've had to waive the six-win rule before and, and take five-win teams. To, to get into bowl games, to fill, to fill the roster of bowl games. So they're not going anywhere. All right, uh, 727, Baylor and BYU. And uh, that's coming up Saturday night. Our broadcast begins at 7, the kickoff just after 9 o'clock. And it's on ESPN Television, and it's right here on ESPN Central Texas. Uh, meeting with the media, Kalani Sataki, the head coach, talked about playing Baylor and, and uh, his overall view on Baylor. And I want you to... Notice the respect that he pays the Bears, and uh, that's it. I find it interesting. We're really excited about the opportunity to play against Baylor, and uh, you know we're familiar with them. Uh, really, really good, good team. Um, obviously ranked, and uh, they're the, they're the standard for the Big Twelve. They're, they're the champs. They're the conference champs, and 
we get to have them here in Provo. Really excited for uh, for that game and, and excited to see how we match up from, from our game against them last year to now. So um, I know the guys are really excited about this opportunity and um, there's there's a lot of uh, connections that we have with that that you know that program. But uh, I think Dave Randa does an amazing job run, running a football program and, and as a coach, as a mentor, he's got a great mind and I, I like him. He's a friend of mine. So uh, we've done a lot of uh, um, back in the day. We've done a lot of um, you know basically professional development working together um, and uh, not so much now because we're we're both head coaches and playing against each other, but uh, tons of respect for him and, and admire him as a person and definitely him as a coach too. So I'm really excited about the matchup. He has uh, some guys on the staff that we, that we know really well that I feel really close to and Jeff Grimes and Eric Mateos. And, um, but, it, you know, those guys are always be my, my friends and I always love them. But this is a, a game that we're excited about just to, to get on the field and play and, and be at home, and uh, we'll see how we match up against the conference champs. He mentioned conference champs, and, and I'm telling you, throughout the, the, the press conference he did, uh, he, he gives a scouting report on the Bears. Really impressed with what I've seen so far from then last year, even going into this, uh, into this week one. Impressed with their defense. I think um, uh, Ron Roberts does a great job on that defense. Um, obviously, Dave Miranda has a presence in the defense and, and on the offensive special teams. That's what head coaches do. But uh, I, th- I think uh, that group, they run really well uh, as far as their schemes. Um, uh, fundamentally sound. The offense is going to be strong. I know Grimey will always have them ready. Uh, the strength, you can see it up front. O line is really, really tough and strong. So it'll be a good matchup for our guys. I think it'll be a good matchup for the RO line and our D line in the trenches. So um, they have tons of athleticism and speed to complement what they have up front on defense and, and on offense. And um, uh, we're looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm excited about the environment. Uh, our fans are going to do a great job cheering us on. And um, yeah, looking forward to it. So I'll take any questions you guys have. But um, this is the, they're, they're the standard. They're, they're the champs. And uh, we'll, we'll, we want to see where we, how we match up against them. Just to let you know, they're the champs. <laughs> he was not going to let that go, was he? No, he's not. Give me one key. One key. And I'll give you mine, and I hope they don't match. And, I'll, and you pick one, too. For, for Baylor to be successful Saturday night. They've got to be able to run the ball. Okay. I think they got to be able to handle that environment in Provo. I just said don't take mine. I'm sorry. Okay, so I'm out now. That that was really what I was thinking too. Young guys, inexperienced guys going into, uh, going you know playing that road game, playing late. You know, and, and Ward, you've done this. I mean, you can get a little lazy when you lay around in a room waiting on a night game. And, and I just you know, I can they overcome all the the, the travel, their first travel? Absolutely. So, uh, so there you go. And of course, we all we we all will agree because we're going to give a second one here. We all will agree. You got to win up front. You win up front, you got a good chance. Both mm-hmm. sides. Yeah, you you have to win a line of scrimmage. That's that's football one hundred and one. It is. Some people don't believe that anymore, but it, it's a hundred percent correct. All right, we're we're running late, but uh, let's go ahead and get to our cowboy report. And it's brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. You can check them out at richardcar.com. 
everyone. With today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. All-pro linebacker Micah Parsons was asked if Bucks quarterback Tom Brady has a kryptonite. His answer after this. What does it mean to be a part of Cowboys Nation? At Reliant, it means powering the home of the Dallas Cowboys and homes of Cowboys fans across Texas and helping out when needed most. As an electricity provider, it's our commitment to every customer and their family. And it's as strong as our Texas roots. It's our promise today and for generations to come. Reliant, proud to be the official energy provider of the Dallas Cowboys. PUCT number 10007. Becky Hammond on being the first woman to coach in the NBA. What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label? It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go. It's about a financial services company that focuses on your measures of success. Whether it's for your home or business, we offer personalized service and expert advice to help you achieve your unique goals. Visit SWBC.com for financial services without the labels. Cowboys linebacker Micah Parsons one year ago this time made his NFL regular season debut against the GOAT, Bucks quarterback Tom Brady. Parsons says he and the Cowboys defense are much better than last September, so he's expecting a better result than last year's loss. He was also asked if Brady has a kryptonite. Just like any superhero, they lose a fight. I done seen Hawk get beat up. I done seen Thor get beat up. I seen Captain America get beat up. Every superhero gets beat up. But, you know, one thing they always do, they always get it back up and they find a way to get to their destination. So Tom may have a kryptonite, he may not, but he gets gets beat up. As long as you can get back up and keep going doing the fight, you're a superhero in many eyes. Brady is undefeated against the Cowboys 6-0, one of those wins with the Bucks last year. With today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge checking and savings accounts to earn interest or cash back. With five convenient locations and an award-winning mobile app, banking has never been easier. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwood-Williams is hiring for CDL drivers pay averaging $92,000 annually and regional CDL drivers with pay averaging $94,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including paid vacation and flex time, medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply today at careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. That's careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. Sherwin-Williams is an equal opportunity employer including disability and veterans. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Waco High gets a head start on week three of the high school football season as they host Granbury tonight in their district opener. You can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Jose Altuve scored on a wild pitch in the bottom of the 10th to give the Astros a 4-3 win over the Rangers. Houston wins the season series 14-5. With four weeks left of the regular season schedule, only three American League teams have been eliminated from the postseason, and they're all in the Western Division, the A's, the Angels, and the Rangers. Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yomark told a gathering in Cincinnati that the conference is looking to the Pacific time zone for expansion with an emphasis on schools with strong football and basketball programs. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. 
Time to talk Cowboys with R.J. Ochoa from Blogging the Boys on ESPN Central Texas. Seven thirty-five. Welcome back into the program. Drive carefully if you're on your way to work this morning. It is a Thursday with Tom and Ward and Ryan. We welcome into the program from Blogging the Boys at ESPN San Antonio. We say howdy to RJ Choa. RJ, good morning. How are you, buddy? Good morning, guys. Great to be with you. Happy NFL season opener. That's right. We got one tonight, don't we? Uh, let's talk Cowboy football real quick, as uh, as we always do with RJ. As this roster is constructed today, with all the movement in the offseason, with the injuries and everything that you've seen, with this roster, the way it's constructed today, is this a winning roster? I think the context is obviously important. Um, winning what? You know, <laughs> like are they are they winning a game? Are they winning the division? Are they winning the Super Bowl? Um, and I think the the answer ultimately is probably yes, even even if it's all of those questions, just because of the division they play in, right? And and that's that's part of the story here. Um, you know, that there's so many things that, that we're all fascinated to learn about the NFL as a whole. And and I think part of it is how improved Washington and New York can be. I think obviously we're all expecting some some good and impressive things from Philly this this year. And so I, I mean, it, it has to be, and and it has to be because of the quarterback, right? They have the one thing, you know, um, if, if we're all, you know, if we're all kind of focused on, on finding one thing, if you can only have one piece of an NFL team of an NFL roster, if you can only figure one thing out, it's the quarterback. And, and that's not to say the Cowboys don't have other star players, but they have that thing. They have that thing that, that people are chasing perennially. And so um, that automatically qualifies you to, to be a winning team. However you want to define that. RJ, what are you expecting from this offensive line? Do, do they have it figured out? Are they still trying to figure it out? Can they piece this thing together? I know they got Jason Peters, but it's going to be a little bit before he can even get into the lineup if he ever does get into the lineup. Yeah, the Peters thing is obviously exciting and frustrating at the same time. You know, uh, today actually marks two weeks since the star hosted first take, and, and it was all kind of surreal what was his injury having happened uh, or having been revealed the night before. And so you kind of say to yourself, well, okay, if he needs a couple weeks before he's willing to play or able to play rather, why didn't you sign him two weeks ago? Right? Like, like, how did you not, you know, the moment Tyron was hurt, fire the bat signal up in the sky. You know what I mean? Like, why'd you let the bad guys, you know, rob all the banks for two weeks. And so um, it it is questionable in that sense. And I think that's, that's what the state of the offensive line is questionable. Um, we, We have this true, you know, unknown. What's what's going to happen at left tackle with Tyler Smith? I mean, how, how, like, there's no precedent for this. I, I can't think of a precedent where you know this particularly unique thing happened. Where Tyler, um, yes, I understand, played left tackle in college, but but had spent the majority of all serious time in the NFL offseason working at guard, only to be kicked out at tackle. You know, two weeks before the opener, as mentioned. And so, um, I, I I mean, this really is. Um, you know, you ever. Uh, like open a, a pack of cards or something like that, and you have no idea what it's going to be. Like it could, you could have the most valuable one in the world in there, or, or it could just be a bunch of duds. Um, and, and that's that's what this is. This could be. Uh, th- this could make the Cowboys look like complete and utter geniuses. This Tyler Smith just absolutely balls out of his mind. But it could also show how poorly they planned if Tyler Smith plays plays badly. Because the the question that that I still have is. 
what happens if Tyler Smith does play badly on Sunday night? Like, I'm not saying you yank him, you know, two series in, but what if he gets hurt? Who's the swing tackle on this team? Because, yes, you brought Jason Peterson, but you still do not have a plan at swing tackle. Um, and so that is, um, that is something that can potentially show itself on Sunday night. Do you think with with that in mind and in, in, in the in waiting to sign Jason Peters, do you think they the Cowboy Brass signed Jason Peters reluctantly? I think that they they knew that they had to do it. Um, you know, it was it was impossible to go at it with Josh Ball and, and Matt Waletsko, which is evidenced by the fact I mean, we all sat around and you know, the moment after Tyron got hurt and said, Okay, what what's the best option here? Nobody on, on this earth or on any other planet in this solar system suggested Josh Ball or Matt Waletsko, which, again, uh, is, is proof positive of how poorly the plan was for swing tackle here. But I think that they really want to see how right they are. And I understand that the purposes of experimentation. And I think if, if they had, you know, two weeks ago today called Jason Peters and gotten him in the building, they would not have been able to have justified playing rookie Tyler Smith over a Jason Peters who had two weeks of, of ramp up time, which is apparently what is, is needed, you know, an approximate sort of window like that. But I think if you sign Jason Peters on Monday of week one, I, I think you could sell a lot easier. Hey, well, how can we throw Peters out there right now? You know, hey, guys, he just signed on Monday. You know, the guy barely got opened his welcome packet. And so I think they, they really wanted to, to find out what Tyler Smith offered at left tackle. I think that's a little bit foolish. I think that's a little bit arrogant, but I think that they were hell bent on doing that, which is, you know, I, I, again, maybe that does qualify them as being reluctant, but, but I think they, they really wanted to do it this particular way so they could find out how Tyler Smith played at left tackle. I'm anxious to see what he looks like at left tackle too, but you're, you're jeopardizing and, and risking the season as a whole. What if you lose to Tampa? They're a playoff contender in the NFC. I mean, there, there are ramifications here um, that, that are worth considering, and that's the, the kind of holdup is it feels like they haven't recognized that. Kellen Moore said Cavante Turpin will play a role at wide receiver for this football team. How big a role do you expect to see with Turpin? Well, Kellen Moore has said for three years running that Tony Pollard will play a role on offense as well. <laughs> so I've, I've learned uh, not to set my watch by what Kellen Moore says. Um, and and that's, that's kind of my answer is I would love that. I, I'm excited. I'm anxious to see uh, a, a dynamic, fast, shifty player with the ball in his hands. But, but again, you know, you've had that going, right? Like you've had Tony Pollard on this team. And so um, I, I also like, I, I'm, I want to be clear. I think the idea of Kevontae Turpin on offense is a good one, but not at the cost of Pollard. That would bother me. If, you know, the slice of pie that, that Tony Pollard is, is getting is already thin enough as it is in all likelihood. So if that's what we're eating into here to involve Kevontae Turpin, then I'm against it in, in, in that particular way. Uh, but if, if, you know, and, and not, there's nothing personal against Ezekiel Elliott, but if, if we're eating into Zeke's share, okay, like that, let, now we're talking here. And that's, that's the way to go. That's the way to handle this. But um, I, I, I bet we probably see two to three offensive plays, some sort of jet sweep, some sort of motion into the backfield, handoff, dump off type thing. Um, and, and I bet it's a probably, you know, positive experience. But, you know, I, I've, I think we've all learned not to believe that the Cowboys are going to do something unless they do it because they talk a lot of game when it comes to stuff like this and don't ultimately live it out. Talk us off the cliff, and I realize it's a 17-game schedule, but talk us off the cliff if this team starts 0-2, and that's, that's a real possibility. Well, um, I would say that if they start off 0-2 um, – 
it will be annoying. It, <laughs> it will be um, chaotic. Um, you know, to your point, the, the NFL moved to a 17-game regular season a year ago. Um, but but prior to that, uh, every year in week three, there's all sorts of um, discussion about how unlikely it is to, to win the Super Bowl or to be a playoff team if you start off 0-2. Worth mentioning, of course, the 1993 Cowboys were the first team to start off 0-2. And win the Without Super Bowl. Emmitt Smith. Right, right. Um, but, um, I mean, I think that the best thing to, to feel or, or the, the thing to kind of put put your eggs in is the schedule, right? And and if look, if they and I said this a year ago, actually, it was the exact same sort of situation. The Cowboys opened at Tampa and then went the other way and open and, and went to Los Angeles. And I said, go one and one, push these two. That's that's what you got to do because then the schedule lightens up. And that's the case this year. Um, and if you're going to lose one, lose next week. I mean, lose to the Bengals, right? It's an AFC game. It means less. And I, you know, I'm not a fan of losing, obviously. But uh, but after that, I mean, you've you've got things things kind of shape up nicely. You're on the road against the New York Giants. Yes, you do have to play the Rams in a few weeks, but you get, you know, the Commanders, right? Like you, you get, you know, the Eagles on Sunday Night Football in a few weeks. You get the Bears and the Lions. I mean, your toughest game after that is against the Rams, and, and obviously we'll learn a lot more about them tonight. Um, but but this, these are two of the more difficult games the Cowboys are going to play. You can make an argument. These are two of the, like, three most difficult games they're going to play all season, at least the way we perceive the NFL to be uh, today on, on the day of the season opener. And so that would be my, my you know, kind of, hey, let's, let's come back. Let's talk about this conversation is everything from here on out is an easy street, but we're moving downhill. When does the clock start ticking on Kellen Moore? Do you think he's on a short lease with Mike McCarthy as far as – being able to handle this offense the way it needs to be handled, or does he have carte blanche still? I, I think that the, um, you know, the wonder kid um, kind of vibes have, have kind of dried out. And, and I, I think the clock should be ticking now. I feel like Kellen is probably the person who gets the, the least amount of blowback or, or bears the, the lowest amount of responsibility for things. Um, you know, we, we talk about Tony Pod, right? And how frustrated is, you know, frustrating it is. He's been on this team for three years. Kellen Moore has been the offensive coordinator for three years. He's the only common denominator there. There's been different head coaches. There've been different quarterbacks. Obviously when Dak was hurt, there've been different receivers, different combinations of offensive linemen, but the only constant, the only common denominator is Kellen Moore. And yet we still can't see this dynamic player utilized on a week in and week out basis. And I will say it is really kind of rare uh, that an offensive coordinator reaches a fourth year with a team, the way Kellen Moore has with the Cowboys. We did a study on this over the off season and uh, you'll forgive me. I forget the exact numbers, but it's something like since 2008, 15 player, excuse me, 15 coaches have reached a fourth year as an offensive coordinator with a team. Uh, the reason being because generally by then, if, if you're good enough, you know, you've been elevated to a head coach position somewhere or poached. And if you're not good enough, you've been dismissed. Uh, but the Cowboys are actually one of the teams in, in the last, whatever it is, 12, 13 years, who have had one of these 15. And it was Kellen Moore's predecessor in Scott Linehan. They don't like to make moves here. They like to drag their feet. And so um, I, I think that has bought Kellen some time. I think we've seen some wonderful things from him. But I think that he hasn't had to answer for a lot of the, the blame that has been divvied up on the shoulders of, of Zeke Elliott and Dak Prescott of the offensive line and Amari Cooper and things like that. Kellen is the one constant, again, that remains throughout that entire process. But on the other hand, I do think that Kellen represents the, the kind of last sacrificial lamb that, that, that Mike McCarthy has to offer. You know, if, if this season doesn't go well, 
And I, I think McCarthy should do this. I, I could envision a world in, in December where if the offense is flat and McCarthy says, you know what, I'm taking play calling back, right? And you know what, Mike, do it. Do it Frank Sinatra style. Do it your way because this, this might be your swan song. I mean, like, go out swinging the, the, you know, the music and jazz that you want. Um, and so I could see, you know, that happening. That's kind of the last card that McCarthy has to play. And then I could see some sort of interview in the offseason, some big expose where McCarthy says he never really had a chance to run his offense in Dallas, that he was forced to kind of adopt Kellen Moore. Um, I, I, I think that's one path this all goes down. But, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know how there are still Kellen Moore stands out there. I think we've seen a lot. I'm not saying he's bad, but um, I do think we've kind of seen the whole package at this point, but I'd love to be proven wrong. Cowboys win because they um, because they had stable quarterback play. Not that Dak Prescott's not more capable of, of greater things, but they had at least stable quarterback play and had some splash moments on defense. A Micah strip sack, you know, recovery, a, a, a pick six, a defensive score, a punt block, so, something that swings the game in their favor. Uh, the Bucks are obviously dealing with a litany of injuries themselves. So I think it takes one of those things. And, and we kind of got one of those things last year. Obviously, there were all the turnovers uh, against the, the Buccaneers. But I could see, you know, Micah Parsons winning this game. I guess that's what it ultimately boils down to. Can he be a difference maker in some way, shape, or form? And odds are, are definitely high that that's the case. RJ, what are you working on for blogging the boys right now? Well, I um, have become best friends with the coffee maker in our house because the season is here and uh, we haven't been sleeping much because there's all sorts of stuff to talk about. So we're really, I mean, we're just, we're excited. We've added a a bunch of new riders, a bunch of new creators um, to to kind of, you know, do this thing. We're ready to light this candle. And and I don't know, um, you know, obviously how this season is going to go. I know there's been a lot of, you know, discussion and some, some negative talk and some negative forecasting, but at the end of the day, um, you know, th- this is the, the best part of the year. This is the most fun and exciting time of the year. Cannot wait for, for all the kind of fallness, the pumpkin photos and, you know, spice lattes and, and hoodies to, to kind of be back in, in the regular rotation of our wardrobe. And uh, so we're just really excited to kind of share and experience football season with Cowboys fans all over the world with you guys are really grateful. I'm really grateful you have me on as often as you do. And so uh, it's just our, our heart is full. And, and so uh, we're really excited for tonight and for Sunday night as well. All right. RJ, have a great day. We appreciate your time as always. Like great, guys. Have a great weekend. See you later. 749, this is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business where they've got a great selection of 2022 cars, trucks, and SUVs, plus a great selection of pre-owned vehicles and, of course, an award-winning service department. When you put those pieces together what you have is an outstanding complete dealership that not only serves central texas but serves central texans you'll you'll love doing business with ted teague and his staff at allen samuels dodge chrysler jeep ram fiat if you're wondering if they've got a new fill in the blank well go online and check it out allen samuels dcj.com that's allen samuels dcj.com You can also give them a call at 772-1000-254-772-1000. Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business at 201 West Loop 340, just down from Highway 84. 
It's off to Provo and a matchup with future Big 12 member BYU this Saturday for Coach Dave Aranda and the Bears. 7 p.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show, live from Provo, Utah. It's a 9-15 kickoff with J.J. Joe, Ricky Thompson, and the voice of the Bears, John Morris, Baylor and BYU from Lavelle Edwards Stadium this Saturday evening right here on ESPN Central Texas. Hey, Baylor fans, looking for a place to stay for the next home game? Camp Fempo Waco is a brand-new camping resort located just five miles from McLean Stadium. Bring your RV or book a cabin at Camp Fempo and enjoy on-site amenities like their pool, swim-up bar, water playground, mini golf, and more. To learn more and book your stay, visit CampFemfo.com. That's CampFemfo.com. I'm Amy Hunter, president of Jeff Hunter Toyota. With our state-of-the-art service and body shop, there's no need to go anywhere else. Our factory-trained technicians will take great care of you. I guarantee it. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. Empower your financial future with First Central Credit Union. Game plans are packed with benefits like free checking that pays you back, the ability to make deposits, and much more 24-7 at our ATMs. Local loan decisions, easy online applications, great rates and flexible terms, instant issue debit cards with remote control features, and a free new member t-shirt. Join the team today at firstcentralcu.com. Everything we do, we do for you. Eligibility and application requirements apply. Member NCUA. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN Central Texas. 7.53, this is game time. Your first word in sports on a Thursday morning. Coming up in just a few minutes, John Morris will be here with our Baylor Sports Beat program. And then we're going to talk with uh, Chris Lancaster, the uh, head coach of the Academy Bumblebees. And Chris, uh, an interesting an interesting man. I mean, he's coached high school football, but he's also coached college football. He's He was on uh, Guy Morris's staff at both Kentucky and here uh, at Baylor. So we'll talk to Chris about that uh, coming up in a few minutes. Right now, we're going to do it a day early for a couple of reasons. Number one, Waco plays on Thursday. And number two, Ward is on vacation tomorrow and he's not going to be around. He's a Honolulu. Thank goodness. Where are you going? Yeah, somewhere out out that direction. Okay. Not not quite Honolulu. Honolulu. 
Whitewater. Wisconsin. I mean, they all they all kind of run together. Yeah, they're kind of alike, huh? Yeah, Wisconsin, Hawaii. I mean, you know, one of those places. Anyway, all right, Ryan, let's ro- let's roll with our pickums here. So, game one of the week three pickums will be two and zero Temple at one and one College Station. Who do you got in this one, Tom? I- I'm gonna take Temple six uh, A over a five A rank. Both ranked teams, uh, both good football teams. But I'm going to take Temple in this one to move to 3-0. Ward? Uh, Yeah, this is going to be the biggest test for the Temple Wildcats so far this season. There's no question about it. College Station, a very good football team, very very good on offense. They are without Marquise Collins, however. They're still a really good football team. So uh, uh, I'll take the Temple Wildcats. Aaron and I agree. And game two will be tonight's game at Waco ISD Stadium. The Granberry Pirates at the Waco High Lions. I have Granberry in this one, and so does Aaron. I'm taking Waco. Uh, Number one, it's a short week. Number two, they're coming off a win. Uh, I I think they got a little momentum going. And, again, I I don't know, Ward, how difficult it is to swing from Friday to Thursday and then back to Friday and all that kind of stuff. But uh, Granberry has to travel. Waco doesn't. Mm -hmm. I'll take the Lions at home. I'm going to take Granberry in this one. Okay. Pirates are rolling right now. I think they keep it going. All right. Then Friday night's game at Waco Asti Stadium, the University Trojans host Fort Worth Arlington Heights. I have University in this one. What about you, Ward? Heights. And I'm I'm going University at home. Mm-hmm. I, I, again, I, I want to see how they react coming off of stopping a, a little skid and, and, and winning and, and see if they can – Parlay one into two, and I think they can, and so I'm going to take the Trojans. And Aaron splits the four of us. He'll take Arlington Heights. Game four, we'll have the Connolly Cadets on the road at Cameron Yo. Tom? Not an easy place to play at all. Uh, you just don't go into Cameron to win, but I think right now 4A playing a 3A and a really good 4A, and I think a 4A team that should be ranked, by the way. Uh, I'll take the Cadets to uh, to move to 3-0. and I've got Connolly. Aaron and I agree. Connolly across the board. Game five. Lake Belton starts district play two and zero on the road against two and zero Red Oak. Ward. Lake Belton. Lake Belton. Lake Belton across the board. Game six. Two and zero Rogers at one and one Troy. Aaron and I have Rogers. Ward. Rogers. Rogers. Rogers across the board. One and one Huntsville at one and one Belton. Tom. Hmm. I'm gonna go Huntsville. I'm taking Huntsville. And Aaron does as well. I am the outlier taking Belton. 0-2 Bosqueville at Clifton. Tom? Uh, the, the Bulldogs, even though they didn't win last week against Hamilton, they came from behind and made that a really competitive football game, played really well in the second half. I'm going to say that they get it done this week against the Clifton Cubs. Playing up, uh, Clifton a 3A, uh, but I'm going to go with Bosqueville. I agree. I'll take Clifton. And Aaron takes Clifton as well. Game nine, one and one La Vega at uh, one and one Midlothian Heritage. Aaron and I have La Vega. What say you two? I'll, I'll take La Vega. La Vega. Yeah. And then our tenth and final game, one and one Gatesville at zero and two McGregor. Aaron and I have Gatesville. Tom. I agree. It's a four A and a three A. Gatesville. And yep. that is the week three pickums. There you go. Seven fifty eight. John Morris has got today's Baylor Sports Beat program. It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, our weekly visit with Athletic Director Mac Rhodes talking volleyball, soccer, and Baylor football. 
It's all straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. At Allen Samuels, our great selection of new cars and trucks come with amazing deals and competitive financing that makes you ask, why shop anywhere else? During the Labor Day sales event at Allen Samuels, purchase a new 2022 Ram 1500 Crew Cab Lone Star and receive values up to $7,000 or choose 2.9% for 72 months and get 2,500 bonus cash and no payments for 90 days. Shop with us today. Allen Samuels in Waco. Come by. Let's be friends. Follow Baylor Volleyball all season on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Snapchat at Baylor-V-Ball. Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are Big 12 Conference champions. Want to be part of the action live when your Baylor Bears football team takes on the Oklahoma Sooners this fall? Visit BaylorBears.com slash Texas Farm Bureau and register for the chance to win a trip to see Baylor take on Oklahoma in Norman on November 5th. One lucky winner and a guest will receive round-trip airfare, hotel accommodations, and tickets to the game. Register today at BaylorBears.com slash Texas Farm Bureau. This exclusive experience is brought to you by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. Now, doing his part in preparing champions for life, here's the voice of the Bears. Volleyball has, uh, is three and two, but they finally get a home match coming up tonight. Volleyball, welcome home. Man, <laughs> I can't, uh, can't wait to see them in, in person tonight and uh, just encourage all of our fans to come, out, come on out and watch uh, our number 15th ranked team tonight versus uh, Colorado State, 6 p.m., as part of the uh, Baylor Invitational. And then uh, I'm not going to call it a doubleheader, but uh, but two matches on, on Saturday, 11 a.m. versus Arizona State and then 7 p.m. versus uh, versus Evansville. So uh, I know that I'm excited to, to watch them play tonight and, uh, you know, won't won't have the opportunity on on Saturday because of the uh, the football game, but uh, certainly excited about tonight. Soccer's headed to the West Coast. They'll play San Francisco tonight, and they'll play Gonzaga on Sunday. We're headed halfway to the West Coast to Provo. What a big game. What a great matchup, Baylor and BYU Saturday. It really is when you think about, you know, just game two, or excuse me, week number two in the uh, – in the uh, football schedule and uh, you know you had mentioned uh, which I didn't know this that it's only one of three ranked first uh, first ranked games uh, this this weekend so excited about that obviously a huge test you know we've we've practiced a couple times at, at 9 p.m. central uh, to try to get acclimated and so again a 9 p.m. kick eight eight uh, local time you know and and uh It'll be interesting, you know. Last year we we were able, we were we were fortunate to to beat them thirty eight to to twenty four homecoming, you know, game, all of that. Uh, I'll tell you that our coaches think they're better, a better football team than they were were last year. You know, I would I would probably argue that they're underranked at at twenty one. So, you know, we're gonna we're gonna have our hands full, and uh, it's a it's a really hard place to play. It's a it's obviously a, a beautiful beautiful setting, but don't let that fool you. It is a it is a difficult place to play against a, a really 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 good team, and and we're going to find out pretty quickly just just how good of a football team we are. Thanks, Mac, and that's our time for today. More tomorrow on our next Baylor Sports Beat from the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. This is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. 
couple of minutes after 8 o'clock, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. And we're joined by Academy head coach Chris Lancaster. The Bees and the Hillsboro Eagles coming up this weekend. First of all, Coach, thanks for your time. We know you're busy, and we appreciate you being with us, Chris. Thank you, Tom. Hey, talk. Let's let's begin with the Eagles uh, and your matchup there. Talk a little bit about th- this football game, and is there any significance in this football game when you're when you're looking for the first win of the season? Yeah, that's a big significance. You know, we you know we're uh, we we hadn't started out on the right foot, you know, and so we had a lot of expectations down here. Uh, people had us ranked pretty high when we had a lot of returners coming back, so. You know, this is uh, we're just still trying to find ourselves right now, and uh, we know in our hearts we're doing the right thing. We're we're coming together. We're trying to become galvanized as a team. Uh, we've got a lot of young kids up. We have six freshmen with us, and, and one of those freshmen broke his foot last week, a running back. So um, we're still we're still we're trying to find our way, Tom. How important is it, Coach, to get the message across to just stay the course and, and not get frustrated as a team and, and be able to come together a, as you still learn going through non-district? Well, that's the thing that I think we have here. Number one, we have great leadership with our kids, amongst our kids. You know, to be a great team, you got to, number one thing, you got to have trust. you got to trust the process. you got to trust everything. You know, the thing that we fight as coaches and even as educators is we, we you, you hear a lot of noise outside. So what we have to do is block all the noise out. You know, everybody's going to gonna be very critical on us. You know, maybe our uh, we were our timings off in our throwing game or little things, you know. But we're, we're doing the same things that we did last year that we went 11-2. Uh, and, two. and um, you know, you just got to stay the course. This is what life's about, having adversity. And, and uh, you know, and that's one thing, you know, I've learned throughout the ranks. I've always been an underdog in, in, in everything I've done wherever I've coached. And so, and I'm sure we're underdogs going in this week. And, and uh, coming out of the season, I think we're always expected, we were expected to be, uh, better from last year to this year, and I think that pressure mounted up on us, and we just got to kick that pressure off and just go play football. With with the with graduation and all the the things that go into it, uh, is that is that fair in your opinion to to compare the twenty two team to the twenty one team? Well, I think it's always done universal mm-hmm. everywhere in the college ranks, pro ranks. Um, but but you know we all know from year to year, season to season. The chemistry, the dynamics, everything changes. You know, we lost a really good player last year in Darian Franklin, and he was sort of our alpha dog. You know, he was the guy that made things happen. And uh, so we're we're still trying to find our identity. I'm telling you, we've got great kids and some great talent on our roster. And uh, and they're they're learning. And and, uh, we're just waiting for them to step up. And, and, you know, again, as coaches – Sometimes we might have to provide more leadership than we had to last year. And so uh, we're working through all that. But at the same token, we also understand high school football. Uh, you have non-district, then you have district, and then you have playoffs. It's, it's three seasons. And so it, I hate even saying this as a coach, uh, you know, but, you know, the 0-2 right now, that does not derail us. And we have to see that. And, and uh, I know uh, the eye candy of being 0-2 is not pretty right now. It's ugly. And, uh, and we're going to try to fix that. Coach, what do you have to do tomorrow night to start fixing that on the offensive side of the ball just to be able to stay ahead of the change and get some momentum offensively? Well, you know, what we haven't been able to do these first two games is we haven't been able to protect our defense. You know, I've learned this years ago playing for a man that, uh, at Clemson that, um, 
you know, was a Bear Bryant disciple, played for Bear and all that. You first, you got to move the ball, you got to score, kick it a score, or if you can't, you got to flip the field and give that give your defense a chance to, you know, in great field position. And we haven't been able to do that right now. We've also have not been able to uh, capitalize every time we've been in the red zone, and we've been in the red zone a lot. Uh, this offense is very uh, explosive. You know, with Casey Mraz, our quarterback, we've got Scout Brazil, we've got Zane Clark, we've got an offensive line that is gelling. I mean, he's got more time in the pass protection. And so, and I think, I think compared from last year when these linemen were all sophomores, he had to run a little bit more to protect his life, you know. And so he, he did a little more with his legs. This year he's sitting back there, and I think he's just trying to make the perfect throw. So um, we just got to protect our defense and give our defense a chance. And, and, uh, and defensively, we can't give up the big play, and that's what has hurt us here recently. Uh, Chris, I, I, my apologies. I should have started with this. Uh, first of all, our condolences to you uh, on the loss of uh, head coach uh, of the uh, former head coach of the Baylor Bears and Kentucky Wildcats and Texas A and M Commerce guy Morris. I know you you worked for him, but not only did you work for him, he was your friend. Uh, tell us about Guy Morris from from your perspective. Well, you know, I, I got hired at Kentucky by Hal Mummy, and Guy was already on the staff as the assistant head coach, and I came in on the defensive side, and then. You know, in a quick month, a month and a half, uh, Mummy resigned, and then Guy was elevated to the head coach. And, and, you know, he really didn't know me from, from anything, and he gave me the opportunity. He kept the whole defensive staff. And right there I knew in my heart that he was loyal. And, and you go back and you chart his records and, and, and just his climb to get where he was. You know what I have the most utmost respect for him is, number one, there was no ego. You know, he played a great – career in the NFL I believe 15 some odd years at center and that's the probably the toughest spot you can play but he wanted to be a coach if you go back and chart it he didn't he didn't start the easy way and start an NFL camp and this and that he, he went to high school he went back to his roots you know he's from Texas and, and so he started in high school and made his climb up and that's what I've always respected about him and as as a line coach my whole career I was a line coach pretty much a grunt uh, a blocking fullback back in the 80s uh, under Danny Ford and Chuck Reed um, I respected that man, and and, uh, and I, I had the opportunity to work for him for six years, uh, two at Kentucky. Then he brought us all from Kentucky to Baylor, and I uh, had four more years at Baylor, and and I uh, had previous stints at Baylor with uh, Grant Taft and Chuck Reedy. And so, you know, I just respect the the heck out of Guy Morris, and I really respect how he treated the players, you know. And 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 uh, he was a he was a man's man. Uh, he's a he's a John Wayne. He's a I don't know if I can say it on the way. I mean, he was a badass. And uh, if you if you wanted to get into a wrestling wrestling match with him, you didn't you didn't want none of him. In fact, what I really enjoyed about him at Kentucky, we started something that we had done years ago at Clemson. Um, we did videos to motivate the kids. Everything now is about hyping up the kids, this and that. Y'all know that with social media. But he allowed me to come up with a we called it Rooster Vision. So I would do a. a Every week I would do a little skit, and we had the media crew, the TV camera crew, and we'd come up with different skits who we were playing, this and that. One year, you know, we're playing Florida Gators. We were at Kentucky, and I was, I was, I was the crocodile hunter, you know. And and then we came to Baylor, and we, we had that, uh, uh, you know, some good wins there over A&M. We did skits there. I remember one skit that we did that really touched my heart. as uh, We upset at Louisville uh, in our second year there at Kentucky. Uh, I think they were ranked, I don't know, they were ranked in the top 10 or something. We went over there at Louisville and beat them and came back, and we're going to play UTEP. And so we were coming off that emotional high. So I said, God, listen, I want you in the skit this week. He said, sure, I'll do whatever it takes. And 
I said, I'm going to be a wrestler, a real cocky wrestler. Like I've won the, the state championship. I've got the belt, you know, but I need you to come in and, and beat me up and bring me down to reality. Let's get back to fundamentals. And sure enough, he did. He, and we, we filmed it in the, in the locker room. And I remember and he busted through the doors and had like a chair and, and hit me over the head. And I went flying. <laughs> You know, we had to we had to cut away and cut, and I had fake blood coming down my head. You know, and it was just it, it, that's the kind of person he was. He had no ego. He did whatever it took, and and he loved on the kids. And Miss Jackie, his wife, she was all in as a, as a coach's wife. And those kids, they felt the love. And and so he was a great father figure to all our kids. And and it was a tough it was a tough deal when we left Kentucky to come back to Baylor. Hurt a lot of hearts. And and uh, but y'all understand the business and and things of that nature. But um, I think Baylor was special to have Guy Morris. You know, it, it was not the, the prettiest of the years, but I think what he also pushed coming from Kentucky that in the SEC, things that we had at Kentucky, he wanted to get done at Baylor. And eventually they got it done. They built the facilities. They moved everything on campus. And uh, go look at the structure now. And and, uh, and the coaches that came after him has done a super job. And they're, and they're continuing to do a great job. Chris, he was a huge proponent of getting things put back on, or of getting things put on campus, wasn't he? I mean, from the day he got here, hasn't didn't he? Didn't he preach that? He preached. I I, I remember we're 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 an open date at Kentucky, and he said he he knew I coached at Baylor. He knew you know I had my ties here and everything. So he said, Chris, the head the Baylor's headhunters are calling my agent there, and and we're standing on the practice field at, at Lexington. I said, Coach, look right over there at your indoor facility. And then you had the word University of Kentucky, the state. You are the state. I said, we don't. We didn't have that at, at Baylor. I said, it's Floyd Casey. It's, it's not even on campus. It's, you got to go down Dutton Avenue. You got you to realign your tires after every time you go back and forth from campus. And, 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 I mean, you take a chance of a kid leaving the dorm, trying to get to practice and get back. I used to, you know, it was, it was a nightmare, just our, our sleepless nights, hoping your kids got to and from practice. Cause we could, we didn't transport them. We didn't have a uh, trolley system and the kids, you know, how many miles those kids put on their cars, you know, to, to get to and from, or they piled into a truck just to get there. Those were the things, those were the warts that we had at that time. But, you know, he didn't even bat an eye. And, and, uh, but when we got there, he started pressing the administration that that's what we need to do. I remember vividly going and looking across the street from the Farrell Center at that big, I think they have a soccer complex or, or a, some, it's across the street, uh, LaSalle over there. And, and we went and walked there. I said, man, this would make a great practice facility, a great complex right here. And then eventually put it over there uh, by the museum and, and an ideal spot. But, I don't know. You know, I tell you what, it's just sad. It's sad that, um, you know, a guy like Guy Morris, you know, and you look at his stature and, and, and how some of these heroes uh, pass away. You know, I saw a picture when he went back to watch at Kentucky and they showed a picture of him and uh, Coach Brooks, or not Coach Brooks, but Coach Stoops um, on the field. And he just looked, you know, hollered out, willowed down. And, and it just broke my heart because I remember Guy being that tough guy. I mean, you go watch his career playing center in the NFL for those years, the Philadelphia Eagles for Dick Vermeil, all the players that he was around, what they did, they changed that culture there. Then he went on to Patriots and played with some great players. And I just enjoyed my time with him, especially recruiting and uh, the people that he would put us in contact with. I mean, Raymond Berry, I've, I've shaked, I've shook Raymond Berry's hands, you know, and, and the hands that have caught so many footballs. I worked with Harold Jackson, I worked with Bill Bradley. I, I, you know, 
just people like that that were through his NFL connections and his contacts and just watching how he handled that with no ego, no, you know, he never name dropped. They just showed up and, and, and uh, it was awesome. And he's just an awesome person. Chris, I know you're busy. I appreciate your time. And again, our condolences to you. And uh, thanks for sharing uh, memories of Guy Morris. And uh, we uh, we appreciate it. And uh, good luck on Friday. Hey, we appreciate y'all, what y'all do. You know, it's it's a, it's a, it's a two-way street here, brother. And I appreciate the time, okay? Hey, have a great day. That is uh, Chris Lancaster, the head coach of the Academy. Bumblebees, they take on Hillsboro on Friday night. And, I, you know, he's one of those guys, Ward, he's a coach. I mean, he and it doesn't matter if he's coaching – 3A or if he's coaching Division One college, he's a coach. And that that was what uh, I wanted to get him on and, and get him to share his memories there. All right, uh, 8.15. We're 15 minutes after 8 o'clock. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. The Midway Coaches Show with Shane Anderson is brought to you by Automatic Chef Canteen, Benchmark Mortgage, Frontier Waste Solutions, and TFNB, your bank for life. Coach, coming off a uh, difficult loss to uh, to Odessa Permian, talk a little bit about the game. You got back in the game at, at twenty and really put yourself in a position to to compete with the with the Panthers on the road. Yeah, you know, I think uh, you know we didn't start off like we wanted to, fumbling the first snap of the game, and turning it over, and giving them an easy score, and then you know we had a big scoop and score defensively right before half to make it uh, twenty to thirteen. Then we got the ball and went down and scored, and then. The turnover sit in. We turned the ball over five times on the night. Doesn't matter what level you're playing at or if you're at home or away, if you turn it over five times, you're not going to win. Minus the turnovers, are you seeing the, the progress that you're looking for in your football team? Are you getting better in the areas where you want to get better? Yeah, you know, I think defensively, you know, we're playing good enough to win football games. I think, uh, you know, we're we're starting to be able to figure out who our best 11 are and what combination that is and where we're out on the field. I think that's all kind of coming together and that's going to continue to improve with, with game reps, you know, offensively, you know, uh, we haven't found our identity yet. We have to find an identity. We have to decide what we can and can't do. And we've got to get better at the things that we can do. And, uh, you know, the good thing is we got two more weeks to do that before district. So hopefully, uh, you know, we can get that done. You got another great challenge coming up with, with, uh, Vandergrift. Yeah, absolutely. Top 20 team. Coach Sanders has been there since the, that program opened, and, and they do a great job. They're a 10-plus win team year in and year out. Uh, you know, play a great brand of football, very, very fundamentally sound, not real flashy, uh, you know, not a, you know, not necessarily anything to look at. They're big up front, but they're just very, very sound. They know what they want to do offensively and defensively. They get after it and don't give up the big play. ESPN Central Texas. When shopping for a home mortgage, Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas, is ready to bring you home. Offering conventional VA, FHA, and USDA loan products for purchase and refinance transactions. Our team is committed to providing a first-class experience and united by the Benchmark core values. Success, relationship, dynamic, excellence, and positive attitude. We provide certainty in uncertain times. Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Adam Goldenberg. And MLS number 746474. With 20 years experience, visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.us. 
Locally owned and operated, Automatic Chef Canteen is Central Texas' premier break room vending service provider. For over 50 years, Central Texas companies have relied on Automatic Chef Canteen for all their break room supplies. They offer micro markets, office coffee and tea service, breakfast, lunch, and dinner products, touchless vending, cashless payments, and innovative technology. Let Automatic Chef Canteen design a break room that fits your needs. 6900 Imperial Drive in Waco and at AutomaticChefCanteen.com. Make your trash disappear. Call your friends at Frontier. Frontier Waste Solutions is a locally owned and operated waste management company. We are Texas-based and Texas-proud. Frontier Waste offers roll-off dumpster rentals, commercial waste disposal, and residential garbage collection. At Frontier Waste, we will pick up your trash. Our equipment is well-maintained, and we have a great culture here where employees are taken care of, too. Call me for your municipal, commercial, and construction dumpster quotes today. Sabrina with Frontier, 254-855-6683. Or on our website, FrontierWaste.com. TFNB, your bank for life, supports Central Texas football. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge checking and savings accounts to earn interest or cash back. With five convenient locations and an award-winning mobile app, banking has never been easier. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC. Your first word in sports. Game time. Weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. This is Jim Haller proudly speaking for Redwoods Incorporated. My wife and I had been thinking about the need to replace our old Redwood deck for a couple of years, but just kept procrastinating because of the big hassle we thought the project would be. That was the case until one day I picked up the phone and called Greg Evans at Redwoods Incorporated. He was nice enough to come out to our home the next morning and talk to us about the options available. He suggested what we needed to do from the decking material to the railings to the lighting to an outstanding contractor. To make a long story short we said let's go for it and a week and a half later thanks to redwoods incorporated we had a beautiful new deck to enjoy and to make it even better the cost was less than we had budgeted redwoods incorporated exceeded our expectations if you have a project in mind and want the best in wood products and customer service go see greg or scott at redwoods incorporated conveniently located off north valley mills drive on esther street behind applebee's restaurant you'll be glad you did are you opening a new business? Think about remodeling or painting your home? Grant Goss Contracting is a fully insured painting company that offers quality workmanship at affordable prices for commercial and residential projects. They are locally owned and operated, business servicing the Central Texas area since 1984. Contact Chris Goss at chris at ggcwaco.com and check them out on Facebook. Grant Goss Contracting is proud to support Waco ISD and the Waco High Lions. Hi, Central Texas. This is Kyla Dietrich with Kelly Realtors. I've built a successful real estate career based on exceptional customer service with referrals from friends, family, and clients like you. I've been a licensed realtor in Texas for 20 years, and I'm grateful to be an annual platinum producer. I'm in my favorite season of life right now, raising three teens and soaking up every single second of Friday night football. Let me, Kyla Dietrich with Kelly Realtors, help you find your journey home. Call 254-749-6069. It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced Leveling Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Mission Golf Cars, and ASCO Equipment in Belton. Eight twenty-one. this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, Ryan, <laughs> Stephanie from Sales. 
Good morning. How are we? I'm good. good. Hungry now. We've been talking about food. Yeah. yeah. Me too. <laughs> I'm a hungry. You were explaining that you had to go take out a loan to go to a, a restaurant. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. Pretty much. Uh, what do you got for us today? Well, you know, the big news right now is the U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. And so I thought this was so cool. If you guys have been keeping up, Megan Lucky. You know who she is? She comes from a long line of luckies. <laughs> she is the beer tug girl. The what? Beer tug girl. Yeah. The whole she she has gone viral on social media. So last year she was at the U.S. Open, and she got caught on the what do you call those things? The big jumbotron. Ear, what? Jumbotron. Jumbotron. The camera went on her. <laughs> Thanks for playing. I'm here. I am here. She grabbed her boyfriend's beer and chugged it, and the whole crowd went crazy. Well, she's back again this year. Yeah. She chugged a beer in seven seconds. Wow, she is. She's on YouTube. She is all she's over everywhere. the place. Yeah, she, I saw it. She's everywhere. It's unbelievable. Is that a sport? It is, chugging, it is now. And I mean, the crowd well, you went see, crazy. You see athletes. We've seen it before. They, they, they catch the athlete in the stands, a football yeah. player watching a basketball game or yeah. something like that, and all of a sudden they grab their beer and chug it. Well, now it's becoming a phenomenon. And she did it last year uh-huh. and was on TV. Well, the camera caught her this year, and she stood up and she, she took that beer from her boyfriend holy, and bam, holy, slammed it. Slammed it again. She just knocked she's the bottom some, out of that thing. She's got some skills. Yeah, so it is. Uh, the U.S. Open on Twitter said, I guess this is becoming a tradition every year. A tradition like none other. I know. <laughs> I think that's pretty cool. Well, I mean, I can't chug a beer in seven seconds. Mm. She said she felt like a mini celebrity when she was interviewed. Yeah. How about that? She did say, I think I was a little slower this year, so I think she's going to go home and practice for next year. But she did it this year in seven seconds. I think that's great. I think it's awesome. I, I think, think we should have it. Tomorrow morning, you ought to come in here and chug a beer. And chug a beer. Okay, I'll do it. And see if I can do it in seven seconds. Seven or less. I get. Ward won't be here. Maybe we should wait till Monday. We've got cameras. We have. <laughs> yeah, phones. let's FaceTime Ward. Have FaceTime. Okay, I'll do it. What kind of, can I pick out the beer? I, I guess you can. I mean, you may want to walk down the hall and get permission. I know him. He'll be all right. Permission, forgiveness. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Just ask for forgiveness later. Yeah. I all right. I, I, I didn't. I see. I did not know this. Uh, yeah. It, gotta, what kind of beer did she chug? I don't know. Heineken. I, a Heineken. I can, I could do. I could chug a Heineken. Y'all may have to like give me coffee afterwards, sober me up, but I could chug a Heineken. <laughs> and that's like a twelve ounce, sixteen ounce beer she's chugging too. That's a lot of beer. Yeah, for that's a girl. not a small glass. No, that's a sixteen ouncer at minimum. I don't, I don't know how. I mean, I couldn't do that at all. But yeah, how did the camera find her again and and recognize her? That's, that's what I want to know. I would like to know that too. But I guess was when this they set up? Room, well, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking maybe uh, that. You know the producer of the of the contact. Well, maybe Heineken set it up. Uh, could be. Like, oh yeah. Although be. the one I was watching was it was in a clear glass, so you wouldn't know that it was. Yeah, but she she also added 
Uh, adding that it was a Heineken beer that I chugged. You know, though, there's those influencers. <laughs> you know, that's a big thing now. It those is. influencers. I know. So your uh, daughter's an influencer thing. Yeah. All right. Well, anyways, so I will get a beer and chug it in the morning. We'll see. All right, <laughs> Steph. Thanks. Bye. Have a great day. At Steph, <laughs> go sell something. At yes, Steph sir. sells eight twenty-five. Uh, we led this morning out of the box. With uh, the uh, the story that's uh, all across uh, a lot of platforms, but uh, I, I got it from uh, the Athletic, and it was Brett Yormark talking to uh, media in Cincinnati, and he basically said, "We want that fourth time zone. We're going west. We want to go west." And again, one of the conversations we had this morning was, "Hey, look, I don't think that that was just a casual conversation. Just kind of, you know, just kind of drop that on the media." I per- and again I, I'll go back and tell you I personally think that that was a purposeful positioning of Brett Yormark. I mean he's been around the media too long, guys, to to just you know casually drop that out there. I mean you know and the we're open for business back in July. That wasn't a it wasn't just oh you know hey here's a thought uh, let me share it with you because I like you guys so much. There's a, there was a reason for it, and there was a reason for the other day when he said that about going out west. Well, with that in mind, our CNC Collision Center text line, and I meant to get to this earlier, uh, with the NCAA going to 12 playoff teams, do you think Texas and Oklahoma would have stayed in the Big 12 uh, after, if the announcement was last year because the Big 12 champion gets in now? Well, the Big 12 champion has been in the playoffs before when it was Oklahoma. Uh, again, it's about being – one of the elite teams, and to answer your question, no, I think I think Oklahoma and Texas were headed to the SEC because of dollars. Yeah, that's the only reason they didn't leave for a better opportunity to get to no. the playoffs. Because those, let's be honest, those were the only two teams in the four team playoff format that were going to get in anyway. That's what so, history would tell you. Yes, mm-hmm. and so that that had that was not part of the consideration. Not the at consideration all. was. The SEC said, hey, you want to make some real money? Come over here with us. And so that's that's all fueled by 100% the mighty dollar. No, I, I agree. It's 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 uh, George Washington's and Ben Franklin's and all those dudes. Nothing to do uh, about getting into the playoffs. Those two teams would have got in anyway. They have the name. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I mean, if, if you played at a level that was deserving of the – to be in that Final Four – and you're and you're the Oklahoma Sooners and the Texas Longhorns, which they have not, by the way. Uh, then yeah, you're in. You're in. There's no question. It, this was a this was a financial decision across the board. It has for, nothing to do with positioning themselves right. to get a better the, playoff position. This was a absolutely nothing. It was a decision made across the board for their athletics department, their entire athletic, because oh, they're yeah. going to make a lot more money. Uh, a a lot, yeah, a lot more money. So, and that's the reason they go over there and. Again, I'm going to be curious to see how, particularly how Texas responds in uh, in fall sports as compared to spring and winter. But anyway, that's another story. 829, coming up next, Bryce Cherry from the Waco Trib joins us. 
Recently on the John Moore Show. Kevin Eschenfelder, our guest, University of Houston, football play-by-play. I think the anticipation is going to be much greater. You know, we're going to be able to build rivalries between uh, Houston and Baylor and, and, you know, historic rivalries that the guys that are your age can, you know, think back and appreciate those teams that played against one another in the Southwest Conference days. And, uh, you know, I think college football will be better for it. John Moore's weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. The only dentist in the Bosqueville Independent School District is Saddle Creek Dental. Since 2007, Drs. Dodd Moore and Jacob Moore have helped patients of all ages while providing them with personalized, gentle care they deserve. They offer laser dentistry, cosmetic fillings, single-day crowns, Invisalign clear aligners, and dental implants. Emergency care and conscious sedation is available. Schedule an appointment today. Saddle Creek Dental, 10104 Saddle Creek Drive and at SaddleCreekDental.com. Good luck, Bosqueville Bulldogs. It's almost fall. School has started, pumpkin spice is everywhere, and football is finally back. The temperatures are dropping, and you think you have escaped summer's dreaded effects on your foundation. Then, you see it. Where did that crack come from? Wait, this door doesn't latch. Or, why doesn't this window open? Most people don't realize the full effects of summer soil movement until September or October. And the fall season is typically the busiest time of the year for foundation repair. Do you want your home in tip-top shape for the holidays? Do you want the topic at Thanksgiving dinner to be that big crack in your wall? Then you better call the doctor. He'll craft the best solution for you and your home and get you back on the level in no time. Call us today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boy's Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boy's Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you locked yourself out of your vehicle, or you're stuck in the mud. Remember, Big Boy's Record Service can help with heavy hauls as well. No job too big or too small, they do it all. In business since 1983, Big Boy's Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. This is Scott Davis, owner of Universal Windows. With inflation driving material costs through the roof and interest rates rising, don't put off replacing those old inefficient windows. Take advantage of our 0% interest for up to six years. Save the equity in your home. Save your cash. Call today, 254-301-7760, and you too will be saved. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. This is Greg Hill, General Manager of Mission Golf Cars, the nation's number one easy-go golf car dealer. We are proud to announce the opening of our newest store in Waco, Texas, offering the full line of easy-go and Cushman vehicles for the golf course, the neighborhood, the beach, the farm, and industry. Mission Golf Cars has the knowledge and experience to handle all of your golf car needs from sales and service to leasing and rentals. But our true expertise is in our commitment to our customers' experience. Mission Golf Cars, now open at Bagby and Highway 6. Stop in today for a test drive or check us out at missiongolfcars.com. Summer isn't over yet, and it's a great time to get a new pool. Right now, you can get half off all above-ground steel pools from Toten Pools. They're making space for new inventory and cleaning out their current stock. 
Toten Pools is at 2000 West Loop 340, Suite 201 in Waco, right behind the old landscape supply building. Stop by Monday through Saturday between 10 and 2 p.m. or give Toten Pools a call at 254-214-8897. Sell in Saturday, September 10th. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. Waco High gets a head start on week three of the high school football season as they host Granbury tonight in their district opener. You can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. The NFL season starts tonight with the Rams hosting the Bills. The Cowboys play the Sunday night game this week hosting the Buccaneers. Jose Altuve scored on a wild pitch in the bottom of the 10th to give the Astros a 4-3 win over the Rangers. Houston wins the season series 14-5. With four weeks left of the regular season schedule, only three American League teams have been eliminated from the postseason, and they're all in the Western Division, the A's, the Angels, and the Rangers. Over the National League, six teams have already been knocked out of the playoffs, and don't look now, but the Braves have caught the Mets at the top of the National League East. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Let's talk sports with Bryce Cherry of the Waco Tribune Herald on ESPN Central Texas. Day 34, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas, Thursday morning with Tom, Ward, Ryan, and we welcome the sports editor of the Waco Tribune Herald, Bryce Cherry, to the program. Bryce, good morning. How are you? Just fine. How about you guys? Doing terrific. We appreciate the time this morning. Hey, let's let's begin with Big Twelve conversation. Uh, and, and again, we we've been talking about uh, the the Brett Yormark comments uh, that he talked about going out west. Do you make anything of it? Like he didn't just casually drop that to the media, did he? Or was there a purpose for his conversation? Yeah. Uh... Man, tough to say without really knowing, uh, you know, the entire context of the interview. I mean, I did see the comments as well and read the quote and everything. And, um, you know, could he have slipped in, slipped that in accidentally? Probably not. He knows he's talking to a, to a media member. Um, I think, you know, he certainly wants to be perceived as aggressive and, and that kind of thing. So maybe, you know, maybe there's a team out there in the West, in the Pac-12 that they have been talking to. I think, you know, one that, you know, all along this process has seemed like the most receptive to a potential Big 12 move has been Arizona. And so, you know, I I could see that maybe being the, the West team, um, you know, he did. He certainly didn't specify like California or anything like that. But um, so you know, we can speculate. It's it's tough to know though. What do the Bears have to do on Saturday to walk out of BYU with a win? Man, they've got to uh, play to their strengths. I think, which would be you know, O line, D line. I think. Uh, certainly in that game last year that they won here in Waco over BYU, 38-24. Uh, and to me, I'm not sure it was even really that close. I mean, they they totally shut down BYU's running game, had the game in control, you know, throughout. Uh, but, 
in that game, they, they won the battle in the trenches big time. And to me, that's another strength of this team. You know, they've got a, a veteran offensive line. They've got a veteran D line and, you know, some, some hosses there, you know, they got the big 12 offensive lineman of the year last year and Connor Galvin getting a lot of preseason all American love and, um, and then some, you know, some pretty good studs on the, the D line, including a guy in Apuika who's going back home. I mean, um, I asked Aranda, you know, on Monday about, you know, uh, if Apu was going to be the honorary tour guide on this trip and, <laughs> Uh, he kind of chuckled, and we all kind of chuckled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he uh, he mentioned that you know the thing they'll have to guard against a little bit with Apu is just him getting a little too hyped up, a little too emotional. Uh, and certainly with Dave Aranda, that always seems to be a thing. You know, it's just he, he he's just a mellow. You know, everybody, everybody, stay calm, guy. You know, <laughs> I mean, you, you almost imagine if he was like on a plane that was going down, he'd be just like, all right, everybody, you know, it's going to be okay. <laughs> I mean, that's just Dave. That's his personality. And, and I think that works for, uh, as a football coach. Along those same lines uh, you got a lot of guys, uh, and we talked about this on opening day, you got a lot of guys that are inexperienced, a lot of guys that are uh, making their first road start. Uh, it, it's going to be a big crowd. I mean, they're, they're jacked up because it's a, preview if you will of the big 12 are you concerned at all about some of the younger guys and and maybe the maybe the scene being a little bit too big for them oh sure yeah i mean and the fact that it's a night game and uh, you know it's their first road game it's a tough one you know it's top 25 matchup uh byu has been probably you know salivating over this for for a year now i mean uh, getting trying to get a little payback. They want to, you know, they want to come into the Big 12 with, you know, some momentum. So that means, you know, winning big games, showing the conference that, um, you know, they were a, a wise addition. Um, all of those things are at play. And so, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a tough, tough game. There's a reason why BYU is favored over a top 10 team. And here's the other thing. Uh, we were talking to a writer from the uh, Salt Lake Tribune this week on our podcast, Kevin Reynolds, and he said that uh, they really haven't had that many top 10 teams even come to Provo. So that that's another thing that they're, I mean, they're just hyped because it's like, man, we've got this stage. Let's seize it. So, yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be a tough, tough game for Baylor. Um, haven't really settled on who I'm picking, but uh, I still, I still, you know, like the Bears' chances a lot. Um, and you know, they have a lot of weapons, and and I think probably just overall more talent than BYU. But but it's a tough place to win for sure. Game of the week in high school football. Man, uh, to me, the schedule doesn't quite pop like it did last week. And, man, what a week we had last week. You know, I mean, we just had some some epic, epic games. We went into that game that week sort of hyping it up, and it, and it more than lived up to uh, the hype, really, with, with Conley and La Vega and, 
China Spring and Melissa, and, you know, just a bunch of games that were, were entertaining, comebacks, you know, down to the wire. Um, as far as the one this week, I mean, I think as crazy as this might sound, I think China Spring Mahea um, is, is a very intriguing game. Um, you know, I think China Spring will be favored and, and rightly so, but, um, you know, don't, don't count out Mahea. I mean, they're playing just a brutal non-district schedule. Boy, are they ever. Uh, yeah. And so, I, I mean, I think the Black Cats are, are going to be just fine as the season progresses. Um, and, you know, give it up for Aaron Noll and his staff for, for just taking on this challenge, you know? I mean, uh, once they get to district play and start playing teams a little more their size, uh, I think I think these kind of games will have lasting benefits. So that's a game that, I, you know, I think uh, certainly is going to be intriguing. Um, but there 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 isn't just that matchup like Mark Marlin, Lorena, uh, you know, West or whatever from last week that we had. Uh, in the city, anyway, it was a big weekend with Waco and University both getting wins last week. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, actually, after I talk to you guys, I'm talking to, to Johnny T, Johnny Tusa, and, uh, and working on a column, just kind of looking at their breakthrough, Waco ISD's breakthrough, both the Trojans and the Lions, and uh, through the lens of, uh, you know, his own experiences, you kind of gave me that idea, honestly, Tommy, uh, and just thinking back to his days at Jeff Moore. Um, and, you know, they had a long, if you, if you don't know, I mean, Jefferson Moore was one of the high schools of, of the time. I mean, there's several that are, uh, that no longer exist. And Jeff Moore is one of them. Richfield was another, but, uh, but Johnny Tusa was the coach at Jefferson Moore. They went through a long losing streak. Uh, I'm going to have to look it up, but I'm, it, the number that pops to mind is 37, but maybe that's too much. I, I'm, I'm going to have to look that up. But it was it was long, um, several seasons worth of losses. Mm-hmm. And, and they finally, you know, broke that streak. And, I, you know, I've talked to – to Johnny about it before, but when they did it, I mean, you talk about removing the monkey off the back. Uh, it was, it was just ginormous. It was like, you know, they knocked King Kong off because all of a sudden they could sort of breathe a sigh of relief. And, and granted the work didn't end. You still have to put in the work and still have to, you know, keep, but just, just having, a little bit of like confidence and know-how that you can win a football game led to a breakthrough for them because then they started winning a few more games and they ended up making the playoffs that year. So, um, you know, will that happen for Waco High? Will it happen for University? I mean, let's not get ahead of ourselves, but at the same time, this is you know, forward progress, no doubt. And good for the Lions, good for the Trojans, good for Coach Help, good for Coach Laster. I mean, that's uh, great stuff. You got uh, Granberry in town tonight uh, as Waco in one of those nine-team districts open up district play with only, you know, only having played two non-district games. They got a district matchup tonight 
against against Granberry on a short week. Yeah, I think any coach out there would probably prefer to have a few more games to get ready for non-district. Uh, you know, and also I think a lot of those coaches would prefer, you know, four maybe three or four games in non-district and then having their bye week. You know, right before district play. I mean, if they could just uh, you know, tailor it out. That's the way they would, would do it. Waco high, they're right into it. I mean, you know, when you have a nine team district, that's the way it goes. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it's uh and it's a tough one kind of right off the bat. Granberry's two and O and, uh, has played well, especially defensively. So, uh, it's a challenge for the lions, but, um, we'll see. I mean, I, like I said, they're making progress and, um, just a great, uh, running performance last week from DeLeo. Uh, he ended up being our uh, WacoTrib.com Offensive Player of the Week from our voting from fans and stuff. And uh, so, you know, good good for him and good for the Lions and uh, should be fun. Uh, have you selected the games for this week that you guys are going to cover? Yeah, we have. Uh, it'll be a little bit uh, fewer games this week. Um, just – we have a lot of people traveling, uh, several of uh, both uh, our staffer, John Warner, and then some of my freelancers are going to Provo. So uh, got people traveling on Friday. But uh, DJ Ramirez will be at the Waco High Granberry game tonight, and she will also be at Mejia in China Spring tomorrow. And then I will be at the Midway um Vandergrift game down in Belton at UMHB's Crusader Stadium. Um, and then we've got uh, La Vega and Midlothian Heritage from an old friend named Jason Ortz. Uh, really? Jason Ortz. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah, Jason's helping us out. Uh, we'll continue to. Um, and, yeah, he, he was uh, in Las Vegas for several years there and mm-hmm. – has moved back to Texas, and um, so he's kind of in a time of transition right now. And uh, you know, I, I'm hooking him up. So yeah, <laughs> happy, happy for that. Hey, uh, when will that? Uh, do you have a, a projected day or date for the uh, the article that you're you're doing on on Waco ISD and in 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 Coach Tusa? Yeah, I'm trying to get that done for tomorrow's paper, so it should oh. be online later today. Yeah, very cool. I will also. Yeah, I'll also mention one other thing that uh, mm-hmm. I'm covering today is uh, head, uh, shortly, probably after I talk to Johnny, I'm heading out to uh, the heart of Texas soccer complex where the Hewitt Kiwanis Invitational is being held probably just as we speak. I think it was supposed to start 830. So, uh, yeah, um, it's big cross-country meet, probably the biggest we usually have in this area. A lot of local schools out there. So I'll, I'll go out and talk to a few kids. Uh, always appreciate the opportunities to maybe shine some light on uh, sports that don't get quite as much attention. Um, last year at the state cross-country meet, uh, I did a story where I gathered all of our uh, in-county uh, state qualifiers at uh, Cameron Park and had them get together for a photo and some interviews and uh, that was a lot of fun honestly uh, they were they were really appreciative of just you know having that chance to uh, you know to have a little time in the spotlight so 
Well, some great local stuff coming up in the Waco trip. Hey, hey, Bryce, we appreciate it. Thanks so much for your time today. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Have a great day. That's Bryce Cherry, sports editor of the Waco Tribune Herald. It's uh, 848. We're a dozen minutes away from nine, and we're brought to you in part by Morrison's Gifts. At Morrison's Gifts, man, you may think it's too early for Christmas, and maybe it is. But if you uh, if you want a nice gift and you and you want to kind of pay it out, uh, think about a layaway program at Morrison's Gifts for the holidays. And we're talking about John Hart and Casuela bags, totes and purses, Jelly Cat plush animals, uh, seventy other lines of gifts and gourmet items. It's a great place. And look, you can uh, you can lay uh, do a layaway program and pay it out and have it have that uh, that nice gift ready to go at Christmas time. Morrison's Gifts is a Baylor alumni-owned business. They're at the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills Drive, and that is right next to Jason's Deli. The Clifton Coaches Show with Brent Finney is brought to you by CNO Fencing, Clifton Feed, Citizen State Bank of Clifton, Leon's Floor Covering, and Royal House Pizza. Coach lost a close one to Raya Vista last week, but that's a good football team, and you're still learning about your football team. That's what non-district's all about right now, though, isn't it? It is. It is. You know, everybody always wants to you want to get that W, but it was really, really promising to see these kids fight back and, and play so well in the second half after, after not having such a great start. You get Bosqueville at home, first of three home games. How good is it going to be to have that home opener for the Cubs? <laughs> It, it, it's nice. We're looking forward to it. Been on the road two weeks with a really long road trip first week, and uh, getting back home I think is going to be good for these kids. Senior night, it'll be fun. Good team in Bosqueville coming into your stadium. What do you have to do offensively to get on track? Maybe stay ahead of the change and have some things positive early in the ball game. They are a good team, you know, and they, they Coach Zander and them do a good job over there. And uh, we've got to be able to sustain drives and score when we have opportunities in the red zone, and that's the biggest thing that we have to improve on after the last couple of weeks. And defensively, do you want to set the tone in this game in the home opener? Absolutely. Uh, you know, they they run a lot of uh, RPO stuff and, and make put some stress on the defense. So we need to get out there and uh, make sure that we can control uh, the, the speed of the game as much as we can. <laughs> How big are special teams for your team? Uh, so far, the special team's been really, really good. We've uh, kicked a couple field goals and uh, and the coverages have been well. So, uh, <clears throat> you know, in close games, they make a big difference. So, so far, so good there. ESPN Central Texas. CNO Fencing Company, located in Clifton, can take care of all of your farm and ranch fencing needs. This family owned and operated business is committed to quality workmanship and friendly service. They can do it all pipe fencing, high fence, work pens, net wire, barbed wire, and more. Serving Bosque County and the surrounding counties. Call today for a free estimate 254 722 3353. That's 254 722 3353. Or check them out at COFencingTX.com. Citizen State Bank is excited about Central Texas high school sports and is glad to be part of so many outstanding communities. Citizens has 10 branches to serve you, including Buffalo, Centerville, Clifton, Dawson, Grosbeck, Hubbard, Itasca, Teague, West, and Whitney. 
If you are one of their valued customers, they say thank you for your business. If you are looking for a bank where you are more than a number, check them out at CitizenStateBankTX.com. Members' children participate in many school activities. This gives Citizen State Bank a vested interest in the lives of these students. They wish all of the student athletes, cheerleaders, and band and drill team members a year of success. Whether you're a bison, tiger, cub, bulldog, goat, jagger, wampus cat, lion, trojan, or wildcat, know that Citizen State Bank supports and appreciates your hard work. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Leon's Floor Covering has been a Clifton staple for 70 years. They know how to get the job done right. You can have their in-house crews remodel your home or hire their designers to guide you through your next DIY project. Stop by the store to see their selection of time-tested materials and fixtures, including Kelly Moore Paint. Leon's Floor Covering is at the corner of Avenue D and FM 219 in downtown Clifton. Call 254-675-8686 or find them online for a free estimate. Leon's, getting the job done right the first time. It's a family tradition. Royal Pizza in Clifton is sure to whet your appetite. Serving the best pizza around. Check out their world-class bacon cheeseburger pizza or their pepperoni extreme. Twice the cheese, twice the pepperoni. Royal Pizza also serves pasta, specialty calzones, salads, and don't forget the wings. Open Monday through Thursday to 9, Friday and Saturday till 10, Sundays till 7. And on Friday night, home football games are open until midnight. Dine in, call in for pickup, or they will deliver. Royal Pizza located at 602 South Avenue G in Clifton. Hi, I'm Mark Stewart with Bird Colgen Ford. It's that time of year. It's football season, and Bird Colgen Ford is a proud supporter of the best high school football teams right here in Central Texas. BK Ford is proud to sell the number one truck in Texas, the F-Series truck, led by our leading rusher, the F-150, for 45 years in a row. Lock in your best price and rate right now by custom ordering your new F-150 today. Simple, easy, trusted, experience better at BK Ford. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group, Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options, as well as physical therapy, and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialists today at ascension.org slash TexasOrtho. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank Central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. 855, Ward, have yourself a safe flight. We'll, uh, we'll talk you. to you from uh, from Wisconsin. That's going to do it for us here on a Thursday. Have yourself a great day. John's at 3, Matt's at 4, and we're back with you tomorrow morning at 7.